Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello. Welcome to the Animal Party on Pet Life Radio. I've got a very interesting guest today. You might not be able to see him anywhere because he's invisible. He's the invisible gardener, Andy Lopez, and he's come on our show to talk to us about the connection between plants and animals, what you need to know to avoid problems, and what you need to know to maybe help your pets a little bit along the way. So welcome to the show, Andy. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's my Elvis Presley voice. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, okay, so you're out of California, I know that, and you give people advice on all kinds of gardening things. Uh, yeah. Yeah, do you want to tell my audience a little bit about that, about why you're invisible, perhaps? Well, I started in, uh, well, I guess I started my business in the sixth grade. Uh, by the ninth grade, I had 150 customers. I didn't get the name Invisible Gardener until 1970 when I got out of service, and uh, I did my Went to University of Florida during the day, college, and you have to make money. So I was very good at growing already. Mm-hmm. So I did it at night. I would work at night. My favorite thing was to work under the light of the full moon, you know. So I would work at night. It's cool, and the bugs are out. Everybody's there. We have a party, you know. <laughs> the and, bugs uh, are out. Wait a yeah. minute. Do we yeah, want the are. bugs? Don't, aren't we trying to get oh, rid of most of the bugs? No, no. Bugs no. are... Um, they were here before us. <laughs> they made yeah, but I mean, I think aphids, and I think of all the bugs yeah. that eat my plants. It doesn't. Yeah, that's because you were taught that way when you grew up. You taught to kill the bugs, kill that pest, kill, 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 kill. You know, well. I tell people, I we're like, I'm like Captain Kirk talking to Spock. Spock, we're we're not going to kill today. You don't really have to kill everything, and it doesn't really work out that way. So I well, got I'm glad to hear you gardener. say that because I do notice that there are lots of products sold things that release things into the air and and products sold to eliminate things like wasps, which must be hurting the bees. And I know that we should not be spraying like we're spraying. So can you help us with that? If we've got something we love, some plant in our garden that's covered in in aphids or some nasty spider mites maybe that's eating away our tomatoes or something. And and the same thing goes for people. The same thing goes for pets too, because they're like little beings. Uh, They're very small. You don't have a pet the size of a, unless you have a horse, you know, or some other animal, but they are very, they're susceptible to the chemicals too, you know? Well, that's Uh, really true because the cat is only 10 pounds. So it's almost like a little baby. And yet it walks around naked at really low down. So, Anything you spray is on it, right? right. And the only way it can clean itself off is to lick it. So now it's ingesting what you spray. Yeah. So, okay, so what can we do for these, like, pests that won't hurt our pets? Well, see, what I teach people is the law of cause and effect. You're going to find that I do things very, very different (laughs) than most people. That's why, you know, uh, I was going to say that I got the name Invisible Gardener because I did. Uh, I used to do instant vegetable gardens at night, instant gardens, you know. And then one lady woke up on. Usually, the husband would hire me to do a garden for the wife, and the wife would come out one morning and says, "Oh, invisible gardener must have been here," and the name stuck ever since. <laughs> nice. But, okay. But 
but I, I was never really a gardening person. I did that as a favor for a person and, and, and do the stuff. I've never started as a gardener. I've always started as a teacher and always started teaching people the way things really work in terms of, you know, healing, because it also works for the human body. Right now, I'm talking a lot to people about the stomach, right? Okay. And the stomach, and what I tell people is that the earth, the soil, is the stomach of the earth. Just like you have a stomach, inside your stomach, there are millions and millions of little beings living in there. It's called the biomine. And the stomach is really your, your brain. The, the stomach is the real brain of your body. It's just like the soil is the real brain of the earth. And I tell people, look, okay, so I do a lot of, you know, people call me up all the time for trees, right? Because they have a, this disease or that pest or this or that, right? I was just talking to somebody five seconds ago before you called up. The guy says, I got a, a sick Monterey pine. I want you to come and treat the sick tree. I go, okay. um, well, I can't do that. He says, why not? Well, you want me to treat your finger, but I like to look at, I want to work on the body. I ain't not going to ignore the body and try to fix the finger. It ain't going to work. And that's what you're taught. You're taught to spray that chemical on that bug and you solve the problem. Not really. You're just working on the finger. The problem has not been solved. The law of cause and effect says if you keep dealing with the effects, you're never going to solve the cause. Okay, so what do we do? We've got got these plants that are crawling in bugs. We walk outside. We don't want it to spread the rest of the garden. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. So what I do is I tell people, you're the one that's hooked on the chemical. You're the one that's hooked on this pesticide, not the plants. When the plants are being attacked by the bug, there's no such thing as good guys or bad guys. So the truth is that the bug's job their pests that have evolved over millions of years is to go after things that are weak and sick. Their job is to re- recycle them. So when a bug is attacking a plant, that tells me that that plant is not healthy. Something's wrong with the plant. It's not the bug's fault. <laughs> right. It's the plant. Okay. And it's not the plant's fault. It's whoever's been taking up the care of the plant. Because the plant it relies on us. Because we're Mother Nature now, see? Normally, it grows by itself. And all kinds of things happen in nature that takes care of the plant. But since we're doing it and we're not doing it right, if you anytime you're using kind of fertilizer or chemical, or whatever, and you're giving it to the soil, you're not doing the best thing for it. You're destroying the soil as a living organism. I, I refer to it as a, see, there's a, you know, the food chain, yes. right? The food chain, right? So yeah. we think we're at the top of the food chain, right? Well, guess who's at the very beginning of the food chain and at the very end of the food chain? The Make a guess. Insect, the insects? No, the, the soil. The living the soil. organism in the soil is there. It's the first gardener. It's basically take, it, it wants to have the best food it can get. So it's growing us, basically. It's really growing us. When we uh, die, guess, guess who eats us? It eats us. That's right? the bizar- Oh, okay. It takes I don't like us back that again, image, right? But I understand. Yes, okay. Right. So uh, when you look at when a plant is being attacked, Right. By a bug, it tells me that bug, it considers that plant food. And at any time the plant bug considers the plant food, it's no longer really food for us. That means there's something wrong. Like the wolf. Wolf always goes after the sick sheep, right? It all goes after the weakest. That's well, yeah, but taste. that's true with some things like rot or decay. But when you talk about something like a bug that's particularly like a cucumber beetle, it loves cucumbers. And, and you know, you planted why. your radishes all around your what? cucumbers. You did what the book said, right? Like I, that's what I do because they supposedly the cucumber beetle hates radishes. Okay, so I got my radishes all around my cucumber. And sometimes, some years they don't find it. Some years they find it. If they find it, they don't eat the whole plant. They don't eat the cucumber even. They chew through the stalk and kill the whole darn thing and make me so mad. Now, why why do you think it does that? 
I don't know. I've never considered the psychology of the Well, Let me me tell you why it does that. It has evolved. It has evolved over the millions of years to go specifically after a certain thing, and that would be that plant, right? Each bug in the planet has associated with some plant or something else, because that's their job. You know, okay. you name the vegetable, and then usually some bug associated yeah, with that exactly. vegetable, right? So even when you do everything right, and your plant is super healthy, and you look at it, and you go, "Oh, I'm going to harvest that tomorrow," boom, it hits it. It knew no. you. It knew it was right, no. and here it comes. No, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> if it was super healthy, that's the key word: super healthy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so if it looks healthy, it may not necessarily be healthy. That's one of the problems we have now. Us humans like instant things. We like to wham, we like to give it a fertilizer and make it woo, green and grow and everything. But it doesn't exactly healthy. Just okay. like in a human body. You may look healthy, but you talk to a doctor and he says, well, he's, he has this liver problem and this kidney problem or this is going on or that's going on. That's not exactly healthy. To me, th- what it means to be healthy is that you have got have all your functions working, all the trace metals in your body. You need 96 different trace metals in your body for everything to be functioning. Just one trace metals you don't have, it's, that's it's an organ or some part of your body, some function, it's not going to happen. You're going to get eventually stressed out. You're going to end up having some problems. The same thing with the plants. So when the when the beetle attacks, what name the bug, right, go, where it goes after cucumbers or apples or peaches, or they all have specific reasons why they go. And it's always a trace mineral deficiency. That oh. plant, it's always a trace mineral okay. deficiency. And the way it works out is really interesting because, I, you know, I'm a genius. I know, I know. <laughs> We're talking to Andy Lopez, the invisible <laughs> gardener. He also has a show called Don't Panic, It's Organic. And we're talking about plants and pets. We're going to go to a commercial break and come right back and find out more about what we can do when a plant is sick or weak or covered in bugs so that we <laughs> don't have to hurt our pets by the methods we use. Because, you know, everything, even though it might say it's okay for pets, it's not ideal for pets. We want to keep the toxins away from our pets and away from our food. If you're growing food in your garden, this is important too. So we're going to come back and talk more about that. And uh, Andy's a lover of music. So I prepared a little treat for him. We're gonna, I'm going to play that when we come back from break. Oh, and geez. later on, we're going to add some music to, him, to it and send it to him as a little present a little gift from our little party gift from the animal party on pet life radio so stay tuned we'll be doing that next does your dog itch scratch stink or shed like crazy Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Dynavite for life. Pick up two tubes of Dogosuds. Get the third tube free. Peppermint, tea tree, lavender, Dogosud shampoo. Made with all-natural coconut, jojoba, aloe. Great for healthy skin and soft, shiny coats. But no itchy, harsh chemicals. Lather up, rinse away. Try Dogosuds. Buy two, get one free. At Dynavite.com. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, we're back on Animal Party Pet Life Radio, and we've got Andy Lopez on our show. 
the invisible gardener and the host of Don't Panic, It's Organic. He gives gardening advice all over the place, including California, where they've been hit by fires and are trying to regrow things now. But sometimes, we were just discussing earlier, sometimes people like me think that we have a problem that's a bug when actually the problem is in the plant. So Andy's just been explaining that to us. But before we go to that, we're going to give him a little, a little song, a little song to cheer him up today. Inch by inch, row by row, Andy Lopez makes your garden grow. All it takes is organic know-how to make some fertile ground. Inch by inch, box by box, Andy Lopez makes your garden rock. With Invisible Gardener Radio Talk, and don't panic, it's organic. Hey, so there's hey. the intro you deserve, Andy. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my radio show. Well, we'll put some music to it first, if you like. I just, have, we'll to, I just, have, to, I just have to be careful about the guy who wrote the song, because he will go <laughs> inch by inch, bow by Hey, that's my song, right? You know what I'm saying? I think it's pretty old. I, I don't know. So eager. I, I don't I know. know. I had that. I had that song on my show, you know, and I, and um, the station that I do also turns it into. They publish it on uh, YouTube, and YouTube send them a thing saying that the owner of it is going to get any money that I make from that that show because it has that song in it. So, uh, well, you know, and it, you know, it, it's it, it could be it's radically different, but it, it's still it's close enough, right? Inch by inch, because I love that I song. I think it has to spirits. do with the length too. If you go small, if you go short, you can get away with things. So oh yeah, it has to do yeah. With how long? <laughs> how yeah. long it is? But uh, are you going to okay. put music to it? Yeah, we will. We'll send are it you, on to you. Play guitar too. You play guitar. No, no. Mark is going to put some music to it in the studio. Our our engineer in Florida. This is a, a Canada U.S. invention. We're going to create something for you, Andy, oh, cool. and uh, cool. send it on to you as a little gift. So what I'll do okay, is, so um, why don't you back. send me that without the song too, and I'll put some music in and send it back to you with the, my music. Okay. Well, we can. You know what? We'll figure that out after. Sure. I'll I'll ask Mark to keep oh. that up with you. But right now, we've left our listeners hanging. They got a sick plant. It's covered in bugs or it's wilting so or it doesn't look good. And so they look. wanted to just treat the plant. But you're telling them, no. What do they do? I'm, do they test their soil? What I'm, what I'm telling them is that, is that, first of all, you know, there are long-term and short-term solutions. So something you've been doing, you know, if you go out and you got this plant being attacked, you can't pretty much do the long-term solution because the plant will die by then. So I'm trying to teach people, look, you know, so this is a result of what you've been doing for a long time. Usually I find 95% of the time people are overwatering. I tell people, you know, microbes are not very good swimmers. Oh, <laughs> and it's yeah, true. Okay, so okay. when you when this and this chemicals in the soil in the water too. So that uh, chlorine, bromide, whatever it is that's in there, you know, fluoride. What do they add in it to the? I know they add all kinds of stuff. I have no idea what they put in the water, but I know they put something in the water to kill the bacteria. And guess what? The soil is made of bacteria. So if you're putting that, mm-hmm. so you constantly, you know, so the soil is constantly be attacked for one thing or another. So ninety five percent of the problem is that because usually what happens? Overwatering disrupts, kills the so bacteria in the soil, that means they're not there, but the bacteria in the soil do, their whole job that they have been, see, we have evolved from them. We were, 
you know, we if you look at it, this tree of life where we come from, we, it all goes back to the soil microbial life. And it took us millions of years. And one day we say, hey, you know, I'm going to separate myself from the soil. I'm going to put all of my microbes in my stomach. So my stomach's going to have a moving soil. I'm going to be a moving soil. I'm going to get up and move, right? <laughs> right? Trees don't do that. Most things are still, you know, hooked into the soil. But we and other animals, okay. other creatures decided we're going to go be separate. But we still have the same functions we have our stomach our skin is basically a bag you know you know in star trek they call it bag of the, the human beings they call them bags of water because we're mainly bag water, of mostly water yes yeah, i'm very right. much a i know yeah bag, of mostly, bag water. of mostly water right exactly but that's basically we evolved we decided to become a bag of water and move around but we brought the bacteria with us which evolved in microbes we have our own microbes in our stomach which is this is the okay, counterpart to the question micro- for you if this is yes, true ma'am. should people be filtering water that they water a sick plant with like a a simple brita or something yes ma'am okay and what about people like me on a well there's no fluoride in that Right. Well, so, well, right. The well water could be interesting in a lot of ways because I lived on the place that had well water. I tested it was like heavy. So they basically had a lot of minerals. I said, like, well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, very heavy. It's heavy with iron and all kinds of minerals. You can smell it. You can smell right. the- And that's actually good for the soil because that's the types of minerals that the plants would use and stuff like that. It may not be, you have to filter it just for your use and stuff yes. like that because you don't want, Absolutely. but in terms of watering your plants and stuff, they would love that any day of the week as opposed to getting sterilized water with nothing in it. <laughs> Right. Okay. Okay. So that's one thing you can do. If your plant is sick, start filtering the water you give that particular plant. Give it some little advantage, right? If your plant is sick, you have Mm -hmm. to say, okay, first of all, I have to stop doing what's causing the hurt the plant to get sick. So what am I doing that's causing the plant to get sick? So if it's in the ground or contain a different condition. So assuming it's in the ground, that usually means lots of different things. That's why people want instant results, but you have to understand what the heck you're doing, like cooking, you know? (laughs) You got to either know what you're doing or you're going to be burning everything up all the time. So in order to figure, you know, you have to say, okay, well, usually what happens, my experience has been that if you're chemically, if your conscious goes that chemical way, well, I'm going to go to the store and buy this chemical fertilizer and they don't put chemical fertilizer in, you know, if you're thinking uh, that conscious, you should say, I'm going to go to the store and buy something good from my garden. So I'm going to get this fertilizer, I'm going to get that pesticide, and that fungicide and a little bit of weed killer. Never the word chemical or bad or anything doesn't show up in your conscience. This is what you, you've been taught to do. So that's your problem right there in terms of if you have, tell me what, are you organic and growing your plants? Personally, yeah. And I so use all kinds of crazy things like my banana peels and my coffee grounds and I'm busy in there. There's no garbage around here. I got chickens. I'm on a farm. So, so I'm a little plants, bit So the unusual. plants you're talking about, are Egg they your shells, everything gets everything. In my case, it really is a targeted attack once in a while. Like spider mites will invade my tomatoes or a cucumber beetle will attack my cucumber. And okay, usually so me, so, I can do a lot with water usually. Okay, but so I let, don't, let me ask you this. Okay, so on your farm, what are you doing for minerals? Well, probably yeah, not yeah, enough, seconds. right? Nothing. Yeah, five seconds. Du, 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 nothing. Du, 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 du. There you nothing. go. I'm doing nothing except, okay, I guess, so. in the compost and the manure. And how, and, I give and, I give everything manure and compost, so I don't know if yeah, that's but, minerals. I have some minerals. See, right off chicken, the bat, I, 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 I have, have chickens, so the manure yes. rests for a year, and yeah, then have, I use uh, it. You have other other animals? Yeah, goats. 
And what else? You guys, well, goats, lots chickens? of dogs and cats. And actually, we have to go to another break. But when we come back oh. from the break, I wanted to ask you about the cat litter problem. Because okay. some people want to compost it. And I wanted to know, I don't compost mine. I wanted to know if there is a way. Okay, so we're going to go to break and we'll be back with the Invisible Gardener, Andy Lopez, telling us how to keep our gardens healthy and our pets away from garden pesticides. Stay tuned. Hey there, pet parents. Michelle Fern here. You know, as busy pet parents, we often forget about our own needs and You know, we need to take care of ourselves so we can reach our goals and make our lives that much more fulfilling. Well, there's something that is there to make it better for you, and that's called BetterHelp Online Counseling. You can connect with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment, and it's super convenient. You can use desktop. You can use mobile device, and it's iPhone and Android friendly. You can also use a video session. You can use chat or text, whatever you choose. They hook you up with one of their many counselors. They have over 3,000 licensed therapists across the United States. These licensed professionals specialize in depression, anger, family conflict, anxiety, insomnia, trauma, grief, They cover everything. Now, Pet Life Radio has a special discount for you. You'll save 10% off your first month with the discount code PETLIFE. Go ahead and connect with BetterHelp.com and start making your life even that much better. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hello. We're back on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. That's right. That's the longest break we've ever had, you know. Ah, you know, I feel so rested. Okay, so... I was going to get up and pee, but I never made it. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. Only the dogs are allowed to go to the washroom in the animal party. Okay, so we're... Look, look, (laughs) look. The simplest... Yeah, right. See, you got a farm, and and that's great. I wish I was on a farm, too. But look, I keyed right into your problem. It was minerals. So trace minerals. If you're not putting them in, they're not coming out. If you have different types of animal manure, sure, you're going to have different minerals. But they're being fed. You're feeding them, too. But So if you're not giving them their minerals, where do you think they're going to get the minerals from? Eh? Right. Right? Okay. And so it's a trace mineral deficiency. It always is. It always comes down to a trace mineral deficiency. I'll make it real simple. Do you? So why does a bug go after something that's trace mineral deficient? That means that if the plant is trace mineral deficient, it's different. Well, how is it different, Right. Because when I was a kid, I said, "Why? what makes a plant different oh, when I something's healthy yeah. and when something's not it healthy? What happen. makes it different? It's the trace minerals. And what does the trace mineral do? So I, a friend of mine was a scientist says, you know, carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Bugs love carbohydrates. I said, yeah. So what's different? The difference is that a plant or a human that has all the trace minerals produces a complex carbohydrate. Guess what? Bugs cannot digest complex carbohydrates. So if I was a bug and I'm looking at the plant going, hmm, complex carbohydrates. Nope, next. Oh, simple carbohydrate. I'll take that one. Every time. So, and then over the millions of years, specific bugs keyed into specific plants. They figured this is a good way for me to evolve and me, get, me to get my food. I'll key into that. See? 
Okay, so is there, like, do I have to test my soil to know what it's lacking, or can I just buy something or make something okay, or so compost when I was something? Young, when I was young, I used to, t I still do soil testing because a lot of people don't believe me. I said, fine, here's a lab report right there. <laughs> you want to spend okay. $300 and get a lab report? Fine. But I can tell you right off the bat what your problem is. And then right. I stopped, and my sub, I know that you have to do these things, otherwise you're going to have a problem. So if you don't use rock dust, you have to add rock dust to your compost product. You should add rock dust to your manure. When you have a chicken, horse, cow, you add the rock dust to it immediately. And they, the, the two work together. The microbes bind the, the minerals together. And then in the composting process and everything, eventually releases the mineral in a form that's available to the plant. And it what, takes what a little while. What is rock dust? What is this? Is that well, what it's called? Dust, or is yes, that a brand? No, that's rock okay. dust. Is just a genetic name for a form of rocks. <laughs> rock <laughs> are, dust. Seriously, <laughs> yes, okay. I've never even seen this. I've seen diatomaceous earth, but that's not what you're talking about. No, diatomaceous earth is entirely different. It actually has some minerals in it. Uh, well, some a lot of rock dust also have the the silica, the same diatomaceous earth in it, this form of silica. Uh, so, and one of the things I do is I see rock dust is this a genetic term for uh, rocks. Right, they have. Uh, you can usually they, in the beginning you would when you go to a store or wherever you buy rock dust, it comes in a, a fine mesh, 200 mesh. It's a really really fine mesh. You normally add it to the compost or you add it to the plant, and then recently in the last five or so years they've been pelletized, so they come in little pellets form, makes it easier to apply. Okay. And the rock and then I buy 15 different sources of rock dust, okay, because each source is a, has a different mineral content in it. Remember I said you want to have 96 different trace minerals. I even buy a product called C90. It has 90 trace minerals in it. See? And that's from the ocean. 90 trace minerals. So, uh, Okay. So that's something I could do. Like, Because I usually do take um, kelp. When I go to the beach with dogs and stuff, I'll gather buckets of kelp and then I'll spread it in my garden. That's That's what you're talking about? That's a good thing? I like you. <laughs> well, I like you too. The kelp. Do you see the kelp? Should the seaweed should have trace? Should have minerals in it. it depends on the kelp itself. Because if the kelp will have certain minerals, but not all of them, you know. Mm, and that's yes. one reason why you do the kelp. You have to be careful now because it's more radioactive and all kinds of junk in there that you really want yeah, in the ocean, plastic. you know. Yeah, it's really kind of weird, but uh, that's why I use this. Uh, it's called C90. has 90 different okay. trace minerals. I buy different types of rock dust, azomite, uh, alluvium clay. I get stuff from Northern California to here and there. And they all are rich in different relationships to, like, for example, the stuff I get from Southern California is 30% calcium. Azomite is like 10% calcium, but it has a lot of iron in it. And not so, one but the calcium sort. we can do from eggshells, right, if we scrunch them up a lot? Mm, yes and no. Oh. Okay, so the, uh, so the calcium from eggshells will take you six months, a year, or two, or three for it to ever be broken down, and it mm -hmm. doesn't break out down automatically. You have to have the microbes to break down the calcium into a form that then the plants can eat it. So you just can't throw rock dust on the ground and go, go ahead, do your stuff, because it has to get somebody <laughs> there to eat it. That's why you always add it to the animal manure, see? Do uh, you know why you make compost? Why I make it? Uh -huh. Yeah, why do you make compost? Well, mostly to get rid of all the scraps in a productive way, right? I don't want huge garbage. Okay, so that's what people think, and that's not the real reason why you make compost. 
If you knew the real reason why you make compost, you wouldn't have any of these problems whatsoever. You wouldn't have a single people will come to you and go, What are you doing here? They do that in my a lot of my customers' places. They go, Oh my god, what is this place? It's like uh I can't wow, everything's alive, ants come and wave at you. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> you know? Uh, it, I was be- once on a show with a garden expert and a pet expert, and we got a call from someone caller who wanted to know. She said, It's a terrible day. I have these peonies and they're beautiful and they're just about to bud and there's ants all over them. How can I kill the ants? And the garden guy was like, don't kill the ants. Don't kill the ants. So, I mean, I get it. Some bugs, those peonies wouldn't open if she didn't have those ants. So some bugs you need and you don't want to kill all the bugs and it's tricky to know which ones. So it's a lot better to boost the plant, right? You don't have to kill any of them. But you I do, do find water helps me. Like if, if something is infested, I will use water or pick off the leaves that are the worst. Water is fine. Know, Look, like, mm-hmm. when you kill something, you do it as a form of self-defense. Uh, when I was young, and then even to this day, I, I accidentally kill something. I say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to kill you. Like with the ants or certain pests, you just have to say, I apologize. I have to do it now because you guys are just getting going really nuts. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> you know, hot water works really, really well. By the way, really, really, I'm trying to talk really funny now. You know, you're welcome. Oh, I see if we're not live because if we were live, I would tell people you can call now. I'm happy to talk to them about, you know, people have pets and they have problems so like humans do and they be really good to for them to get the help so okay well let's go through that because i sort of mentioned diatomaceous earth but i don't want to take that away from you i want to ask you i've done shows before where i tell people what they can use from their cupboard or their garden to help their pets what do you suggest for people most people out there are having troubles with worms and fleas maybe ticks as well that would be probably the top three right now, spring, summer. Well, I would start by taking a bath more often. You know, if they took baths more often, maybe they wouldn't have it problem. What do you okay, think? The pets, you mean. Oh, no, you're talking about the, I was talking about the people. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I, thought <laughs> I thought you were The pets need a bath, the- but if you bathe your pets <laughs> too much, they lose the oil in their, in their coat that they need so much. So yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't want to overbathe, especially with... The way shampoos can really dry them out. And with pets, just like with humans, it's very difficult to immediately become really super healthy. Each animal, like each person has an deficiency, something wrong in them that maybe they don't absorb certain nutrients right or they're they're really stressed out for whatever reason. You know, they don't get that mineral or maybe they're not eating their mineral. So a lot of times pets don't get fed a good mineral-rich diet like they should give the humans. You know, the dog food and cat food is not very good unless you know what you're buying, you know. (laughs) And even then, you still have to give them. But you know that you can you can feed your animal diatomaceous earth, right? Okay, so I do know that. But at the same time, I know that when I spread it on my chickens, I'm supposed to wear a mask because I'm not supposed to breathe it in. It's supposed to be so sharp that it would hurt my airways. So I've been reluctant to put it in their food because I, I don't know. There's it, something... It that- won't. It won't. You can eat it yourself. Look, there's food-grade diets, mazes, earth. And there's garden great diatomaceous earth and pool great diatomaceous earth. Oh, okay. okay. Which one are you using? <laughs> to, I don't know. It's for farm use, so it's probably the okay. worst garden of the great. three. Yeah, garden probably. great. The farm use. I sprinkle it on grade. my chickens, and yeah. it's they love it. They'll rub into it. I mean, they enjoy it, but it gets rid of all their whatever would be exactly fighting right, them. Right, right. All the bugs I, that go to chickens. What I would do is 
set up a pan and put it in the pan, let them use it as a, they can go there and roll in and stuff like oh, that. So you know, have, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. you know, they have a little pan that you have to change it because if it gets wet, you know, it gets soaked up. But, yeah. but the the food grade, you actually eat it. And if you ever been to, uh, I, I went to a diatomaceous earth farming uh, mining okay. and they're different grades or actually two yeah. different grades. You can see the food grade and the garden grade. It's entirely different grades. The pool grade is actually chemically treated and that'll cost you health problems. If you breathe that in, that will cause your problem. You're not supposed to ingest it. The garden grade, you can actually ingest it, but it's not really meant to it. The, the other one's more finer and easier. And neither of them will cut you up when you're taking it because it looks like uh, uh, fine uh, blades, but it doesn't bother you. It won't hurt you at all. They feed it to the horses. You feed it to okay, dogs. Okay, so you feed it cattle. to your dog, and that will kill the worms. Is that what you're saying? Yes, ma'am. It, it, so you okay. give them the food grade, and you have to slowly introduce them to it. You know, like a, same thing with the dogs, if you or a cat. So if you give them just a little bit, they go, "No, I know you have it in there. I'm not going to eat it." So you <laughs> want to you want to give them a little bit at first, and then they get used to it, give them more. You have to maybe a tablespoon or a teaspoon. It depends on the size of the cat, the dog. Usually, tablespoons enough. But you give it in with their food. It gets it into their system. It deworms them in their bodies, it deworms them, but it also, when they're in the, in like horses and stuff like that, you'll find that no flies. It gets rid of the flies because it kills the fly eggs. And in, okay, in what about the, okay, so I do sprinkle it on the chickens, but I also sprinkle it on dogs. Is that a use you're familiar with? Right, right. So oh, the okay. diets, so when you you can put it on, starting from the back of their neck, make sure you don't get them in their eyes, and you can just take a little bit and you dust them on on them, uh, you know, give them a nice dusting. I wouldn't do it so much with cats because they can reach all over their little bodies, but mm -hmm. you can't do it with cats if you do it right. Instead of dusting them, you basically get the cat brush, you know, a little fine uh, the a flea uh, brush, a flea comb, right? Mm -hmm. You get a flea comb, you put a little bit of diatomaceous earth into the comb, you know, and you comb with. With it. Okay. That'll kill them too. But with the cats and stuff like that, you should sprinkle it around the area. I would use the food grade for that purpose. So if they ingested it, it'd be perfectly fine <laughs> with them. I fact, actually that's think, I think your idea for the chickens with uh, putting out a, something for them to roll in, I think that would work for my cats. If I put out a, a bowl of sand, they will roll in it and then poop in it. If I put well, out a bowl of diatomaceous earth, I think they'll roll in it and not poop in it. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want them to roll in it because they'll make uh, it in their eyes, right? They yeah, make that's it in their true. Eyes, that's true. Right? Okay, okay. Right, good. so the yeah. chickens, uh, they don't really will roll in it. They'll sit in it and, you know, do this thing, you know. Oh, yeah, just, they spread their wings. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they look like they're having a grand old and, time when um, they do their dirt You can give path. it to them to eat, too. You can give them to then put it in their food. Okay. You know, they'll, they'll eat it too you know so the diet matrix is useful also in the garden you know for lots of different things in terms of controlling bugs and stuff like that but again there are lots of really simple things that people can do to help the plant because if the plant's sick you want to help to feed it you want to start feeding it right away you want to learn how you do foliar feeding okay, you want so to figure I, out i wanted to ask you about a remedy for dog owners whose dogs get skunked because in the past, it was always tomato, but it doesn't work very well. And then there's all these chemical ones from the store that work better, but they're chemicals on your dog. Is there something obviously, natural? Obviously, obviously, you've never been skunked before. Oh, yes. Oh, are you kidding me? Yes, I have. Okay. And, and, oh, used, yeah. and, and so you've never used this one particular thing before, obviously. I, otherwise, you would be saying, oh, my God, it works so wonderful. I don't understand how it works. It's such a wonderful tool. It's just, but you're not saying that, right? <laughs> it starts it? with a, It starts with an M, ends with a K. 
Milk. Milk. Oh, brilliant. That's fantastic. Oh, the dogs would way prefer a milk bath to a tomato bath or to a first of all, first of all, milk is what? Alkaline. Yeah. Oh, I've heard of it being used on um, mold and uh, fungus on plants. Actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly not right. Surprised. I, I, I get some uses for it. Lactic acid burns it or something. I'm not sure. Well, the, the alkaline, uh, then the lots of other things involved in the milk has its own bacteria. The bacteria will tend to clean it up, too, as well, really easily. And you don't need to do it in straight milk. One gallon of milk and 10 gallons of water would be just as effective. Oh, my gosh. That is right. the so rest of it, great. The rest of it is just a waste. And it's the same thing with plants. So if you have a fungus among us, right, uh, you mm -hmm. spray. It's usually when you have a fungus, it usually means calcium deficiency right off the bat. And then calcium deficiency usually means magnesium deficiency. Magnesium deficiency usually means that it's missing a variety of other trace minerals. There's always a chain reaction. It always comes down to these little exotic trace minerals. So you got to give your animals a trace mineral source, whether it be vitamins, minerals, whatever the pills, you know, whatever source you can get for them. Otherwise, they're going to have problems. You know, when you said you've never been skunked, I can't believe you would say that. <laughs> every every dog walker, every dog trainer in the world has been skunked. My uh, childhood dog got skunked, I think, seven times in one winter. You know, and you'd think that they would learn, but no, they just learned that they really like hunting skunks. You know, they yeah. just really have a thing to settle, a score to settle, and they become experts at tracking and hunting skunks. I once had a mating pair in my front yard. Uh, <laughs> like, I, you know, skunks? Yeah, I know skunk, but milk will help me so much. That is just so, great. Here's the thing, too. Um, so I used to have a dog and my youth, too, you know, dogs all the time. And I was really bad. You think I'm bad now, but I used to use garlic a lot. And I still use garlic now. And it turns out that skunks hate garlic. You know, most uh, wild animals who have very sensitive nose will smell the garlic miles away and not go anywhere near it. Okay. Okay. So I used to take a clove of garlic, cut it in half, put one in his shoe, and walk around with it. I smell like garlic, and oh, no. and no skunk would in their right mind will and even come near me. And you're still married. Well done. I don't know yeah. how you can it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I stopped when I got married. She says, "Hey, oh uh, yeah, okay. you want to come anywhere near me? You're gonna have to stop smelling like garlic because that's ridiculous, right?" I go, and there oh, are on. no vampires in California, so <laughs> would said, you knock yeah. it off? <laughs> yeah, no, they're 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 in Malibu. They all lived in Malibu. They all moved to Malibu. Oh, nice mansions. Okay. Yeah, but uh, the garlic works really, really, really well if you know you're going to be in an environment where there are lots of skunks, and you don't even have to do that to it. You can you can always just um, you know spray. Uh, I, what I sometimes I tell people, okay, so you don't want to smell like garlic all day. Fine. You can buy crushed garlic, make a little bit of a garlic spray, or you need a little bit of garlic and water, take a little spray unit with it. When you miss it, it sprays the garlic. If you spray your clothing with it, you'll smell like garlic. They'll scent you, I would say, miles away. They definitely will. That's what I, when I lived up Deer Creek, I used to have um, mountain lions just to come around all the time. And so I would eat some garlic, sit there, and the mountain lion would look at me going, I'm not going over there. <laughs> I go, okay. Oh, see, nice now day. that's, we're coming to the end of the show, but that is a big question. <gasps> I often get people the who show. hate, yes, I often oh. get people who hate having 
visitor cats into their garden. And then I go, sometimes they're dog owners and I'm there for a dog lesson and they're complaining about the neighbor's cats pooping in their garden. And I look at the garden and it looks like a cat mecca. It is herbs and lavender. They may even have accidentally planted cat grass or catnip and they've got all smooth surfaces and it's all south facing. It's like, well, of course you're going to get cats here. What, you know, they sell things at the green, at the nurseries that are supposed to scare away dogs and scare away cats i've never found any of that works like rue for example different different yeah. plants anything citrus is supposed to scare away cats don't find that works i'll tell you is there something anything that-, that works to keep the cats <laughs> away I'll tell you something that, believe it or not, works really, 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 really well. And I'm not going to, I think, send me $20 and I'll tell you what it is. No, come <laughs> on so now. bad. <laughs> okay, so coffee. Coffee. But here's the thing. Yeah, here's oh, this thing. Right. Here's this thing. Yeah. Coffee, be- coffee beans. And <laughs> here's this thing. Not just any coffee bean will do. No. What? No. <laughs> it's called French vanilla. French vanilla, oh my god! Yeah, French vanilla. Vanilla is toxic to a variety of uh, animals. Cats would stay away from vanilla any day. And French vanilla, have you ever smelled French vanilla coffee? Yeah, it smells very fake to me. Well, yeah, it's got the vanilla smell to it. Fake, sort of, yeah. You take coffee beans, you sprinkle them around your your property, you know, on the border of the property, you know. Okay. They would have to crawl, and the coffee beans stay for weeks. Oh, I love that idea, because I do use my old coffee grounds in the garden but um but i don't mind cats i love having cats don't do the coffee grounds you already already got the smell you already got the coffee and everything you use the beans just buy go to costco and buy like 10 pounds of french vanilla beans and sprinkle them around your property but in my case i actually like having cats in my garden i think they're i think they're um (laughs) i mean they keep the voles and the moles and all those little critters away and when they brush and roll and lie down in the plants and all that i can Consider them pollinators. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. I, I, I love don't, all, I love I don't all have the a animals. problem with them. Okay, no, I so, I've never so, had a problem at my parents' house. The animals used to come around all the time, and, and my mom says, "Quit feeding the cats." <laughs> I go, "Well, well I sorry. usually create a spot I want them to use, and then they yeah. just poop in that spot. If there's one sandy box that has nothing else in it, that's where they're going to go. You know, yeah. and it, it just makes it really <laughs> simple. But okay, so. So that's a great tip. French vanilla coffee beans. What about keeping dogs out of your garden or keeping dogs? They're people who just can't stand it when the neighborhood dog walks across right in front of them. They're okay. looking out their picture window and he lifts so his I, leg on their tree and they're like, I, no. When I, when I lived in Hialeah, Florida, people used to come around walking by all the time with their dogs. And a lot of times their dogs were loose and they would run into the yard and pee on my tomato plants and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Nice. So I figured, uh-huh. And I would try to talk to the dogs, but the dogs are like, yeah, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> he said, let me do that. He told me I could do it. He didn't talk to him. I'm going, okay. So what I did was I got a motion detector, a sprinkler system that hooks into oh, a motion yeah. detector. That's a good so one. Like there's every a time the dog can, would walk across. Okay. Yeah, and that works. Okay, that does work. There's a brand called Scarecrow, which I've uh, told people about before. There's also something called, it's a bird house. Looks like a bird house. You stick it up on your tree. Your neighbor doesn't even know you have it, but it will release a sound that nobody hears but the dog that's driving you crazy next door every time he barks. Well, so that's the kind okay, of new, so new thing. you do hear it. 
and a lot of other things do hear it too. So it causes, you may think you don't hear it, but one day you wake up, you found out you just killed your next door neighbor. You go, what happened? I don't know what happened. I was just, I was watching TV and all of a sudden I start, I was, what? I'm blood over me. No, you do hear it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, unconsciously, your body hears it. It's an irritant. It depends on the frequency they use. Insects, birds, all the creatures will hear it. It's a big, uh, it's a big mess uh, to try to deal with it that way. It's better when you're dealing with pets of any kind. You, you know, they're very sensitive noses. Mm -hmm. So the garlic works amazing on a lot of these things. Garlic. That's one reason why I like coffee. The caffeine. So, okay, uh, most so you creatures don't like caffeine. You talk about throwing around garlic to get and making spray, but what about like I have a bed of garlic sort of strategically planted so that, you know, I'm thinking it'll smell enough to keep everybody. It's in the center, right? It, but it, does, gar <laughs> does garlic um, pollute things, though? Like, does it so, make it hard to grow in that bed again? Other things? Yes, yes, ma'am. It there, does, so right? garlic, yeah. garlic has a, a chemical that it puts out that inhibits anything else growing around it. Uh, oh, okay. One of the reasons, but see, it depends on the type of garlic you, you plant. For example, you can plant garlic on a tomato plants and it won't inhibit the tomato plant at all and actually absorbs the garlic and protects the tomato from being attacked. That's it how it Oh, how that's treats. very cool. It seems to be keeping the raspberries from encroaching, which is a, a masterful thing right there. So, right, so some plants will definitely keep away. You know, you've heard about companion planting. Well, there's yeah, also yeah, plant yeah. things you're not supposed to plant with other plants mm -hmm. because they will inhibit the other plant and so forth. And there's a whole blend of things you can, you eventually will learn to plant. I just throw everything up in the air. Whatever decides to grow together, that's obviously the ones who want to be together, you know? <laughs> Well, today's show is over. I do hope you'll come back again because I have a list of questions to ask you and I only got through two. Okay, so. <laughs> I'd love, love to come back. I like to be a regular, you know. Oh, nice. Okay, you so know? I'm probably going to, I'm going to get that that little bit I sung for you. Okay. Going to oh, get like that, that sent to you just as it is, but also put some music behind it and get that sure. sent to you. And uh, we'll book another show and I'll have you on and we'll play it for everybody when I have you on. So everyone, if you want to get more advice, you got to look up the Invisible Garden. That's what you got to do, right, Andy? How do they find you? Uh, InvisibleGardener.com and make sure you spell gardener right. Otherwise, you'll never find it. Okay. <laughs> Can they look up Don't Panic, It's Organic? Yeah, but they're going to find a bunch of other things besides uh, me. <laughs> yes, you know what? When I first heard you were coming on the show, I looked that up and I got a lot of marijuana information. So I wasn't exactly. sure where we were going. So I I'm guess, glad I, we're in the Invisible Gardener realm. I get sued every almost on a regular monthly basis because these marijuana people say you can't use "Don't Panic" as organic. It's our slogan, and I'm going look. I own the copyright to it. So. Nice one, yeah. nice one. Okay, well, everybody, this is the end of the show on Animal Party Pet Life Radio. I hope we've helped you with your garden and your plants, and we'll definitely have Andy back again. Thank you, Andy. And for everybody out there, be good to your animals. For me, Deb Wolf, and Animal Party on Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.